It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic, where everybody's some form of sick or tired or sad or whatever. It's going to be a high energy show for sure. Woo! Yeah, I have a cold, uh, and it's not great. I know that Jeff was sick last week. Are you still sick this week, Jeff? Still not 100%. It's the most ridiculous fucking thing. Mm. And how about you, Tim? I have a little cough. I think it's more from lack of sleep over the last, like, 48 hours than anything. I don't think it's actual sickness, but it could be. Yeah, I thought I just had a sinus thing. And then it seems that on Friday afternoon, after more than a week of just being a sinus thing... It was like, ah, after you had that soup, I'm just going to go right down into your lungs for a little while, if you don't mind. Yeah, so most of the time I'm coughing a lot at night, although I did almost choke on something a little earlier. So, like, yeah, I'm still, I'm a little bit coughy. Um, But the worst thing is that I am really dehydrated. I can't get enough liquid and fluid into me right now without, like, chapped lips and everything's dry and ugh, maybe it's maybe i am dying all right that's a great way to start, open up the show mummification it is season it's mummification well i did want to be a mummy for the longest time and now i am but you know i still haven't even tried vegas's skeleton costume on her yet i got a couple days i hope it fits I think once I put the skeleton costume on, I might as well throw the tutu on for good measure. Because everybody loves a skeleton in a tutu. Did you see the Orlando Sun Bears? And they're... Yes! They are so cool. I dug those a lot. Uh, Yeah, the Orlando Solar Bears. I think that's what they are. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. That that jersey's amazing. And then it's the hockey pants and the socks and everything. It's like a complete set. And I'm like... Where do we get these? I need that. The fact that they continued it on with the pants and the socks and everything just made it so much better. I was just like, that's awesome. I love when minor leagues do that. Tell me where to get them. I will bid on it. Give it to me now. So I'm guessing that either Jeff didn't see it or Jeff is not totally into skeletons. Uh, Jeff did not see it. had no idea what the fuck you were talking about. Yeah, They're basically like x-ray jerseys. Oh my god, they're amazing. They are amazing. I'm gonna, I'm going to find it. And I'm gonna send it to you, okay? Oh, they look so good. Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize they continued it on the back too. Yeah, that's even more perfect. Yep, yep. I'm trying to find the. There's like a gif of them, like uh, front to back, front to back. Oh, and I just realized that he's not going to be able to see this. Maybe he will. I just yeah, said I got that. I can run a computer for stuff like that. I, so I remember I always ran two computers. The one I can't Skype on is the one that works. <laughs> oh man! Apparently they've also done ugly Christmas sweater before too. A couple years ago, they the Solar Bears did. They're just oh, ugly Christmas sweaters are fucking played out though. <laughs> but bones aren't. Fair enough. Yeah, it's perfect. I love that. I want that. We've talked about everything except for. Stuff we should talk about. Oh, yeah, okay. the Bruins. So, yeah, Bruins had a um, had an all right week, really. I mean, it ended on a, on a shit note, but uh, all of those are pretty fucking rad. Okay, yeah. Nice. I told <laughs> you! 
I I told you, you know what? If the Bruins wanted to have jerseys like that, just like just whatever, I would totally get like ten of them. I would I would I would get ten of those jerseys easily. Give them out as presents or something, or keep them all to myself. So yep, we started Tuesday. Um, was that at Ottawa? I saw that game. And uh, they won. And it was beautiful. It was four one. Yeah, you, you, your 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 boy uh, played goalie a few times. So. Oh my boy! Oh my god! Ah, uh, I you know I gotta tell you, both of those saves were hot, hot. That game could have been four three easily, had he not like stepped up and been like, oh no no no, I'm gonna scoop out the puck from behind Tuca. And they were very, they were very casual ones too. We're not talking, you know, the Ferentz glove save or the dramatic, uh, or, or the dramatic rider kick save. It's just like, nope, nope, puck's not going that way. Thank you. I got you, other. Th- I you got, got the mixed up. It. You got the mixed up. Rider was the glove save, and and oh, okay, and Ferentz was the kick save. But you're right. It was very nonchalant. He didn't panic. He was just like, oh, yep, the puck's here. It's not going to be here anymore. It's like Tuka, don't move. I'm right behind you. Shoop. <laughs> Oh my god, it was just, it was fantastic. Look, I know that everybody wants to get on Carlo for not having an offensive game. You know, he could not get the empty netter the other week. Yes, I realize that. He's just, he's snake bitten when it comes to scoring. But, man oh man, is he just becoming this defensive beast. Oh, he, he, he had a fucking week. He was really good in the, Philly, in the Philly game too. I heard that and it breaks my heart that I did not see that game. Yeah, because they shut Philly out, I believe, too, right? Three nothing. Yes, they did on two ca- on two goals from Chara, and um, uh, a tip in from uh, DeBrusque. But that ge- that last goal from Chara, I know it was an empty net, but it was end to end. It was just like he just shot it from the dasher. Yep, yep. Halak Halak got the um uh, got the primary assist on that one. Hell yeah, he it's sort did. Of situ- it's sort of situation Halak probably could have taken a swing for it and see and, and try and tried for the goalie goal, but oh wow, Brian Elliott was in that for um. Philly. Yeah, Brian Elliott um uh, has like really just like come apart completely <clears throat> since he left St. Louis. Yeah, jeez. Well, Calgary didn't want him. You know, no, as I said, since he left St. Louis, he went to Calgary and fell apart there, and it's just been worse ever since. Oof. Yeah. That that was my point. Um, Calgary didn't even last a season with him. I think they got rid of him. Yeah, before. Calgary decided that Mike Smith was somehow a better idea than someone. Turns out they were kind of right, but still Mike Smith. Right, right. So, yes. So so basically, that game on Tuesday, my boy had a game. Oh, it was gorgeous. Tuca said he owed him dinner. I really hope he uh, takes him up on that. And then Thursday night. Against the Phillies. No, Flyers. Sorry. The Flyers. <laughs> the Flyers without Gritty because they were on the road. And, oh, man. Team dismantled Philly. Uh, Steve Kempfer apparently has made lifelong enemies with some with something <coughs> called a Scott Lawton. <laughs> <laughs> Why exactly Wayne Simmons risked a third man in penalty for jumping in between about a fight between two people no one's ever heard of? I don't know. But it was something to do. Yeah, I guess so. He was bored because his team wasn't achieving things. So, yeah. Gritty would have been proud? <laughs> Gritty would have definitely been proud. <laughs> See? <laughs> you, look, look, 
look, if you want, if you want reasons, I got reasons. I think it's probably because Gritty, everybody's inspired by Gritty. It's like, you know what Gritty would want me to do? Gritty would want me to be the third guy in this fight. <laughs> WWGD, what would Gritty do? There's, some, uh, there's one thing Gritty isn't inspiring that team to do, and that's like, you know, <coughs> do things that win games. They have a, a goal differential of minus 14 now. That's the grit. <laughs> yeah, can, can I just say, you know, they put out that video of Gritty being put in the penalty box this week, and he's like throwing things out of it. He, the kid, there are like little kids on the ice playing their little peewee hockey thing during the intermission, and he is throwing shit at them. And I, all I could think, all I could think was, yeah, it seems pretty typical Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, like he knows his audience. Like, well, I better start throwing things, or they're going to be throwing things at me. <laughs> Gotta throw things at the kids because Santa's not here yet. <laughs> oh my he god! He did turn have... the t-shirt cannon on someone, so throwing stuff at children just doesn't seem that far fetched. <laughs> I, I, I just have to assume that the the, the, the their version of the of what would be the the uh, the Christmas Carol game involves like gritty suplexing santa claus and just laying him right the fuck out <laughs> why does philadelphia hate santa so much i don't get it <laughs> gritty also made an appearance on um oh what was it barstool sports does their like pizza review and he made an appearance on it and he basically took the pizza threw it down on the ground and held up a sign that said go cheesesteaks or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it was so totally, like, a Philly grit. It was a gritty thing to do. He just threw the pizza on the ground and was like, no, cheesesteak. It's just like Philly to not understand pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I think that we, um, we have to at least address... The fact that the the Bruins will not be perfect against the the Habs this year in wins that is uh, against them. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was uh, unfortunate. Fuck the offsides. It just seems like the Bruins get that called back so many times, and I'm sure it's probably happening to other teams just as much. But it just because we're the ones watching the Bruins, it just seems to happen so often, and you're just like, "What the hell?" It's happened what twice in ten days. That's yeah. twice too much. Well, yeah, I, I really hate the appearance of no goal. No goal is nobody's friend. Nobody likes no goal. How does no goal keep appearing on the score sheet? This time it was Donato, right? He was, or somebody was offside. Uh, Bjork was, I believe. Oh, Bjork was like a half a step offside or something like that. Yeah. Ah. You would think that hockey players would know how to do this, but uh, it's, it's tricky and um, it happens. But, you know, the, the fact that the team couldn't score anything beyond that is, is still troubling to me. Look, you know, I think we do need to talk about Tuca, you know, not playing the puck well enough, and that, that ended up being a goal. And then he gave up another goal like a minute and 21 later. Those are problems. I don't know what the fuck's going on with Tuca. I can't explain it. And It's October. It's bad in October. This is not Yeah, new. it's October, Tuca. Yeah, okay. Well... I hate that. Like, like, like. Uh, check back in like the se- in like the third week of November, and if he's still shit, then yeah, we got a fucking problem. Right, right, right. Okay, I I get that, but I, I'm also kind of like you know, 
I wonder how Hallock would have handled that differently. I wonder what it is with Tuca in October too. Like, why does it take like a full month for him to like get going in the regular season? I mean, this is not just like a one year thing. It's every year. I wonder you know, like there's, there's there's plenty of uh, other players that are notorious for that too. Like you know, Jerome McGinley was notoriously awful in October. Remember how bad he was in October in Boston. I, I guess it, what it really comes down to is this. When do you want your players to be performing well? Do you want them to perform well in October and then be shitty the rest of the year, and especially later in the year? Or do you want them to be, like, eh, working through their game and finally get to the point where they're, like, solid? You know, and then they're solid for pretty much the rest of the year. That's what it comes down to. Uh but it's, it's painful to see it. It's painful to see it because I don't have an argument against people who hate Tuca right now. I just don't because I'm like, no, that was shitty. That was just not good. And, but, you know, the rest of the team did him no services either because nobody could fucking score. And the Habs are not that good. Nope. And um, uh, Price generally hasn't been playing that well. Price has been, Price's season's almost a mirror of Tuca's so far. <laughs> It's frustrating to see they should have won that game, but now I'm totally glad we didn't get sweet, uh, a, you know, a sweep for that game last night because that was shitty. And also yesterday's weather was really shitty. I wouldn't want to have gone out in that. Yeah. <laughs> I I just want the Bruins to figure this out, figure out how to fucking score, figure out how to keep the puck out of the net. you got some people who really are locked in on it and I hope they stay that way for the rest of the year. But the other people, come on, guys. Let's go. I think in terms of keeping the puck out of the net, they'll be okay. Just because they've had so many injuries to the defense so early, I think that 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 part's going to come along fine. It's the scoring that I worry about more than I do the defense. You know, that's actually a good point. In the long term, it looks pretty good, too, seeing as we've had multiple rookies come up and, you know, acquit themselves well in a couple of games. Yep. It's nice knowing that we have that many NHL ready-ish defensemen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's really good. Uh, we are going to look good on defense for years to come, and and that is a great thing. Um, we're capable. Our, our offense, our forwards are capable of so much more. Again, the problem is, is you got, you know, the third line has to be dragged by its wingers because it's just an abyss in the middle, right? And as it always comes back to here, because the Bruins continue not to have fixed it. Seeing the stuff about the game last night, it seems like the team just looked like they had never played together before, which is just weird that the chemistry is so off if that's the case. Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> I really hope they don't take 78 games to figure out this whole 3C thing. Thanks, Tim! <laughs> I, I, I really don't. I really want to be wrong. I don't want to be right. I mean, we got some good things going on right now. Danton Heinen's been looking quite good. He's back on the really, really strong forecheck and so forth. And I think he's finally, you know, got his head out of his ass from whatever was going on there to be in the season. Um, not counting last night. He was like, you know, he, he was uh, three assists in three games. And yeah, then, then getting shut out yesterday happened. So, but, uh, and incidentally, Cassidy has seemed to have stuck with a actual second line with a single structure second line. Oh yeah, 
which is great news about time that you just like picked one of the kids and stuck them there on the and, and kept them on the crazy line. But yeah, it's gonna take a little time to figure it out, though. I mean, I, I hope it works. I hope it works. Get scoring, do stuff. Ugh. And, and uh, Donato and, needs to get sent down. Yeah, he does. Yeah, fine with that. Who are you gonna pull up? Well, let's see. That's where it gets a little tricky, right? Some of the guys you'd expect to try to pull up right now haven't had a great start to the season. Um, uh, Nesselarik's not been, had been, been okay. Five assists in seven games. Fitzgerald's been all, been all right. Colby Cave actually is scoring tons, but I don't really know if that means much. You mean Colby Cave? <laughs> <sighs> anyway, he's got, he's got ten points in eight games. After today, Cam. After today, Cam Use has eight and nine. There's guys that could be given that maybe could be given a run here, but Donato just needs time in Providence. Yep. I can't believe you didn't do the thing. The thing. When I said Colby Cave. <laughs> I sighed. Did I not? At yeah, but you didn't say what you usually say. What if he's like hinging on that? He wants to hear that. <sighs> fucking bad. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I, um, Colby Cat a cave for I almost said Colby Cave. Uh, Colby Cave. Uh, uh, mm, I'm glad he's having a good time down in Providence. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just like I don't know. So, so anyway, yeah, who knows. I mean, Jan Kovar's still down there. He's got three points in three games. But he'd have to be signed to a contract with the big team, right? Yes, he would. You need to lay out the, the barriers. That's all. Well, I see. Yeah, yeah. So for, for Jan Kovar, they would have to get him to sign. And then I don't know if he'd have to go. No, he didn't play at a different league. So, yeah, they just would have to sign him. I don't think he'd have to go through waivers to join the team. Mm, okay. So... Uh, that's still looking like a not bad path. I mean, it's got to be something for that middle, for that third line anyway. Whatever. We'll see where it goes. All right. Mm, yeah. I think you almost have to call up someone that probably isn't going to play a ton. You have to call up somebody that you're going to put on the fourth line and hope that you can have somebody else who's going to play on the 3C. That's basically what you're saying with that. <laughs> I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but I mean, that's that's what it seems like. I don't know. I mean, there's a reason why that none of the guys in Providence stayed up in Boston to like grab that to play 3C, and they're just not playing well enough in down in Providence to warrant well, yeah. being like... Frederick and JFK each only have four game, four points in nine and seven games, respectively. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not a good way to be, guys, after having, you know, failed to make the team. But, uh, and again, Solarix also seems to be sulking, despite, you know, after having had the strong camp. I don't know. Mm, maybe we could go kidnap somebody else. Oh, my God. Let's go kidnap Riley Nash and just bring him back. We'll put him in Nordstrom's jersey, right? He wore his 20. He wore 20 before. Yes, it works. Let's do it. We'll just replace him on the on the, the Blue Jackets with Nordstrom. It'll work, right? I, I mean, it, that could definitely work. 
I think also, though, like, beyond, like, committing a crime, I think what ends up happening is I think that Jeff mentioned it last week, too. I think Kovar ends up gonna being the guy that they bring up and seeing if he works out. I was offering an alternative solution. I think I should get some points for that. I mean, you you absolutely do. I am very creative. <laughs> Come on, Jeff! Oh my okay, god! Okay, well then go. Well then go fire up the windowless van. I'll get my I'll get my tactile turn my, my tactical turtleneck and and a ski mask. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Is that taxable or tactical? Tactical. Okay. <laughs> tactical neck, if I recall, if uh, from my, if I recall my archer properly. Okay, <laughs> because I'm sitting there, I'm like, what? <laughs> ah, all right, then we've settled it. We're going to kidnap Riley Nash. This is a joke. We're not going to kidnap Riley Nash. But we're totally going to kidnap Riley Nash. And that will, oh no, Jeremy, Jeremy Lozon is back in Providence, which is actually pretty good news. That means that Krug is ready to come off IR. Well, I heard that he'd be ready to go on Tuesday, so that's a good thing. It is indeed. But he did play well in his two games that he did play. Yep. Yep. Yes, he did. In his mask. Because he got into a fight and needed surgery down in Providence. Anyway, yeah, so that's good. And uh, I'm just trying to look through and see what else is going on with injuries if we know anything else yeah i haven't heard anything about charlie or bacchus or anything have you no the last thing i saw that had to do with charlie was the bruins tweeting out good luck to the red sox and charlie mcavoy was wearing a red sox jersey in the photo (laughs) okay wait a minute there is something we do need to talk about with charlie mcavoy Okay, he did tweet out uh, um, a picture that he and, uh, I guess, uh, Nola Chari are doing a fundraising thing, or we're doing a fundraising thing at the uh, seaport at some, like, steakhouse or, I don't know, some restaurant there at the seaport. And Charlie McAvoy calls Nola Chari Noel Dozer. Finally, a hockey player actually calling another hockey player something interesting. Yes! I was just, like, calling him, like, a Charzy or something. Uh, a Nolzy. Or Nolzy. Or oh, Nolzy, yeah. Uh, no, they or actually, Noler. Yeah, <laughs> Cassidy calls him Noli, which is like, no, no, that's not right. Um, and, yeah, Noel Dozer, I love it. I love it, because I just, I can totally picture, like, a bulldozer going out on the ice with a 55 on it, and that's, there you go. Noel Dozer. Oh, thank you, Charlie McAvoy. Thank you so much for that, for your service, for for giving him an interesting name. And it's accurate, and it's awesome. How how much do you love that? It's pretty good. It is. It is very good. Very, very good. Yes, it's awesome. Okay, I just, I had to say that. I knew that that was somewhere in my mind. I I just had to to acknowledge that. Uh, Okay, yeah, so we don't really know what's going on with uh, McAvoy. He's... Presumably has a concussion, as presumably Bacchus does too. No real updates, but it looks like Krug's coming back, so that's good. 
Erho Makanainen got the concussion. And what do you think about Borowiecki only getting one game for that? That's how that's pronounced? I thought it was Borowiecki. Okay. Okay. Nope, nope. It's Borowiecki. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. This happened, uh, this happened on Tuesday night. We did not discuss this, did we? No. Yeah. Okay. All right. Tuesday night. There was like a, a little scrum in front of the goal, in front of the senator's goal. Uh, in that scrum, what happened was just uh, just prior to the incident between Borowiecki and, and Urho Vakanainen was uh, Bergy got tripped. Bergy was surely going to get that puck in goal, but he got tripped and there was no call on that. Okay, fine. Those kind of things, you, you blink and you miss them. But Borbieski was was in front of the goal with several of his teammates, and they're scrambling to try to get Bruins out of the way and the puck out of there. Um, and Erho Vakanainen comes over from ba- behind him, from but he can see him on his left. He looks back at him, right now. Instead of pushing back with his arm, there's a, there's a way that you can take your arm and push someone back. It's probably not the strongest that you'll be, but you can do that. What he does is he he folds his arm in half and he pushes up with his elbow into Vagenainen's head. He purposely elbowed him in the head to get him out of the way. Now, Erho goes down to the ice. He goes back to the bench. Um, he comes back out for like another shift, but then he leaves the game. He has a concussion. Okay. Borbietsky. Uh, oh, and by the way, that was not called. That That whole sequence there. Not called by the officials on the ice. Borbietsky got no penalty, and he played the rest of the game. He is a fucking asshole. He's a piece of shit. We know he's a piece of shit. When he was hurt, was it last season or the season before? I did not feel bad for him at all because he is a vile piece of shit. But Borbietsky did uh, have a phone hearing, and he got one game suspension for purposely elbowing Erho Vakanainen in only his what second game? Yeah, that, yeah. It, only one game is such bullshit. That was so like transparency, visibly obvious. He looked at him, turned away again, and then threw the elbow. Yep. Yeah. Fuck that. That's like that, that, that's at least a three gamer. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, the fact that he got one game was insulting. And honestly, he's probably thinking one game worth it. Like he doesn't care. Oh, he totally it's one made, game. He made that calculation the minute he decided to throw that elbow. Whatever I get, it's worth it. It wasn't worth it, guy, because you guys fucking lost the game, and then you are out for the next game, and you should have been out for more. So, I guess you're not really being penalized at all for it, jackass. So, fucking Iron's out with a concussion. That's. It's a shame. And and I'm really sick of the NHL victim blaming here. Like, gotta have your head up. You gotta, like, have your head in the play. You can't, like, put your head down and not, like... You can't go up to a defenseman behind him and not expect to get elbowed in the head. Fuck you. <laughs> I, they did not say that. But this ruling basically says that. Yeah. But they do do a lot of like, yeah, you got to make sure your head's up at all times. I don't care if you're looking at the puck and you've got the puck on your stick. You got to keep your head up or Tom Wilson will take it off. Uh, no. 
Yeah, which, you know, it just sort of screams, it's like, okay, fine, then there needs to be a blanket policy. Contact with the head, incidental or otherwise, is a game. It is it, automatically minimum a game. It's it, it high time for them to just do, to do that, because if there's a game, if you do it by accident, you're going to actually see people changing how they play the fucking game. So would that be, uh, would, would you still um, have that in place if people started to fight each other? I view fighting entirely different, and then, uh, to be perfectly honest, if you go, if you're going into a fight, you fucking know what you've signed up for. I am sorry, like, like people that have got, you know, if, if Paul Korea was suing the NHL over the concussions, I'd be fully on board. But a lot of the guys suing are fucking fighters, and it's like, no, you knew what you were, you you came here literally to get your head hit. No, no, I agree with you. I I absolutely agree with you. Now, whether or not fighting should continue to be allowed in the game is a different debate that I don't even know where I fall. But it's a completely separate issue from the actual concussion problem. It absolutely is. Okay. I just wanted to, I wanted to make sure that we knew where we stood on that. I agree with you. I agree with you. You know, it's like, it's one of those things where I forgot that uh, that game happened in between our recording. Because you know how it is. We record something and then we're wrong or something else happens. And then, you know, it's been a week. It's been a tough week. So, uh, poor Urho. I feel so bad. I do too. That should not be your experience in your second game. Being being knocked out of the game and being knocked out for a period of time by a piece of shit. By the way, if you wanted to know what my opinion on Borvieski is, he's a piece of shit. There we go. Honestly, when it comes to head stuff like that, the person who did it should be out as long as the person who's injured. That would get people to stop fucking hitting people. No, I don't like that one because when someone doesn't get an injury, but it was still a dirty hit. Yeah, I I understand where you're coming from, Tim. I don't think it can be that transactional. I think there should be a minimum for if you give somebody a concussion. There should be a definite minimum if you give somebody a concussion. If you knock somebody out of the game, but they're, like, they're fine otherwise. Although, I don't see how that ever happens. But I think you should, you know, it should be a minimum three games if you give somebody a concussion. But he got one. And I'm still pissed off about it. All right. Let's talk about happier things. Are there happier things to talk about? That pass of Marchand to to, to pop for Pasternak's second goal in the game on Tuesday. Holy shit! Yeah, that was a uh, the uh, the defender there was just looking for his entire lunch there. That was awful for them. Yeah, that he, he literally stole that guy's jock. I'm pretty sure it's now mounted on his wall, <laughs> like some sort of, like a hunting trophy. Marchand dangled it between. The guy's legs or his own legs or something, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 That, yeah. I, I know. When I, I when I basically said, oh, did you see the game the other night? Blah, blah, blah. I know something I want to talk about. And then you were like, oh, that Martian uh, assist on the pasta goal. <laughs> I'm like, well, I, they, that was pretty spectacular, but that wasn't what I was thinking. Yeah. All right. I guess that's more important than the defensive saves. My boy. I will talk more about Brandon Carlo next week. I'm very excited about that. Um, yeah, that was gorgeous. I I love it when when the team scores. Not like last yeah, night. Yeah, it's just no. Yeah, no. I'm sorry. I brought it back down to a bad spot. Oh, we're supposed to be happy. Halloween's coming up soon. Lots of candy. 
Well, um, in terms of things that are good for individual Bruins, um, Austin Matthews has a shoulder injury or something, which means that maybe Pasta will um, uh, actually pass him in goals. Oh. That'd be cool. Oh, that sucks for him that he has a shoulder injury, but yay, Pasta! So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, okay. I feel like we're doing a lot of, like, ugh, this week. Yeah, I don't know what else to say, really. I mean, like, they, they played a, some good games against some bad teams, and they played a bad game against an also bad team. So here we are. We're currently si- situated at wild card one, which, to be honest, is probably the best best playoff spot to be in come the end of the season in the East. I think it's silly how, at this point in the season, they've already divvied up, like, how it would be if the playoffs started today. I, I just, <laughs> you know, it's just like... The whole time. Well, because it's the only way. It's the only way that showing the standings means anything, right? Because if you do a whole a whole conference standings, we're we're in a, um, a three way tie for um uh, for uh, third in the division in the conference with Montreal and Pittsburgh. I know, but you could just show like our division. Where do we fall in our division right now? You we, you can get a pretty good idea of where you are by looking at the division. Our division makes no sense right now, though, right? Like, Detroit's a toilet. Um, Florida is bad the way I expected them to be, even though everyone seemed to think they'd be great, which is exactly what happened last year with the Oilers. We're like, why on earth would this team be good? Why do people think this team will be good? And sure enough, that team was awful. I know, but we're 11 games in and- to an 82-game <sighs> season. I just feel like it's like we're, we're you know, it's like, ugh. It's difficult because you're trying to tell people not to panic, but then you're like, oh my god, they're the first wild card slot in the... the but that's the honestly the best spot to be in in the entire East. Because you get to go through the Metro, get, go through the metro and let Tampa Bay and Tampa and, 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 and Toronto grind each other to dust in the first two rounds. But we got <laughs> 71 more games. <laughs> and Montreal's not going to be in third place in 71 games. It's not like these are baseball 71 games, which can be wrapped up in, like, I don't know, Tim, what, like... 80 days? Assuming they don't... Assuming each game doesn't need to be played twice, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. This is gonna be a fucking grind. Oh, man, I've already, like, I try not to swear. I really try not to swear, but I've sworn a lot already. I mean, Buffalo has the second wild card right now. That's where we are in the season. Buffalo's got a playoff spot. Well, you know, it's really interesting because some people really think that Buffalo could be a playoff team this season. And that the that the the Bruins are borderline playoff. That's what they look at. I'm when I'm saying some people, I'm actually referring to I think what Wyshynski said on ESPN on Ice. So, he did he was not confident in the Bruins being a playoff team. He's like they're a playoff team, but kind of not a playoff team and i was like those are fighting words buddy that's that's fairly inconsistent with most other analysts and so forth though right i mean the team's injured right now and they will find a solution for 3c it has to come from outside the organization they have cap space to do it in so or if it has to take till game 78 regular season if it's kicks from Game 78, we may be solving it by winning the Jack Hughes lottery. Come on, realistically, Tim. But, uh... <laughs> what? Are you proposing a tank? No tanking. 
And that's not what I'm proposing. I'm pointing out that, yeah, the 72 games, it was funny before, but like, if it actually takes that long, we, we're not missing making the playoffs. <laughs> it was 78 games, by the way, not 72. Ah, well, whatever. 72 would also have a similar effect. Because it would also mean they didn't solve it, and they didn't try to solve it at the deadline. <laughs> <laughs> or, they, or they solved it at the deadline, person got hurt, but didn't come back till game 78. This Boom. sounds alarming. This sounds chillingly familiar to me. That really worked out last year. Oh <laughs> my god! You know, it's like I, I had successfully put all that stuff out of my mind about like, wow, the team is so great right now. And then it was like, David Backus goes down with like that injury, and it's like, oh, okay, he'll be back someday. Um, and that's not a huge problem. And then Riley Smith, uh, not Riley Smith. Oh my god, Riley uh, Nash. Um, got the concussion. I think it was the same game. And it was just like, oh my God. Oh, that was the one that hurt. Which is why I propose that we just kidnap Riley Nash and that will solve it from without, uh, you know, uh, from outside the organization. It will. Okay. It does. <laughs> yeah, it would. There's the cap space for it right now. Now we have to return him after the season though, because I don't think they can keep that. They can keep that hit after this year. <laughs> So it's it's we're just borrowing him. Uh, well, yes. Yeah, he'll be on loan. Right, like Columbus. You don't need him right now. And by the way, if you find yourself needing to needing to repurpose yourself, a um, uh, I don't know. So and our, our Timmy Panarin, we'll borrow him till 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 uh, July too. You know why not? <laughs> right. There was that one time we loaned a goalie to the Iowa Wild. Do still our property. Oh yeah, Jeremy Smith. So a different. Nope, in my mind it's the same. We're getting, we're just gonna, we're just gonna borrow them, loan them. Okay. The loan a player program. Okay, serious question here: How bad does it make the Bruins management look that they thought they had somebody ready to take over three C and they didn't, and they let Riley Smith, uh, Riley Smith, get out of my fucking head, Riley Smith. They let Riley Nash go for so cheap. You know what though? Here's the thing: is though we, the money's great. I don't think they wanted. Uh, they they didn't want, and rightfully so, I figure. Want um, uh, Riley Nash for that term is probably part of it. So it poses a, a bit of dilly of a pickle, you know. How many years has he signed? Three, Three years. Here's the thing, though. Remember the. Of course, there was a vision at one point that there, a bunch of these guys would be expensive come next year. But the fact of the matter is, is that we still have next June. We have to resign McVoy, who's going to be expensive as I'll get the fuck out. Carlo, who will probably be pretty reasonably priced. Actually, it's going to be nice. Um, and then uh, Danton Heinen, who already has a forty-seven point season under his belt, so he's not going to be overly cheap. So, like, committing past this year on any money for something like that was always going to be risky, and I think that was part of their thinking. It's like, okay, well, if one of the kids can do it, then we're all, then we're all set. Dicey thing, and, oh, you have to imagine the team is pissed. It's, it's really pissed. But, like, the truth of the matter is, is, like, of what, okay, the real disappointment's JFK. I don't think there was any realistic expectations for Stadnika or, or, or Frederick. Right. Frederick's a rookie pro. Studnicka would have to go back to the OHL if he didn't glow. So, like, those were both pie in the sky. JFK, JFK failing was the problem here. 
And I'm still going to remain bullish on the idea that maybe uh, Jan Kovar ends up being a solution of some kind. Because, uh, like, I was doing some, you know, a bit more reading, this, a bit of reading, you know, some, some Ty Anderson and some Matt Kalman stuff. Oh, um, so one of them was making the points, like, it's clear, okay, Bagus just doesn't have the speed for uh, the speed for that position. Great. So, uh, see where it takes us. Okay. So should we just call this show Bummerville? <laughs> the gang has a bummer. <laughs> perfectly Night of the Walking Dead. <laughs> perfectly cromulent episode. <laughs> hey, we showed up. <laughs> Participant. <laughs> oh my god, I just feel... I. The gang has a bummer. <laughs> that, that's basically what I want to call it at this point, because it's just kind of like, we're all sorts of like, this, on the On the one hand, this episode will be super easy to edit. On the other hand, I'm not sure that anybody will want to listen to it. <laughs> I'm just so emotionally drained over the past like week. Oh my gosh. Like, the ups, the downs. Like, even yesterday, when I was watching the game last night where the Red Sox, like, came back and won, I didn't actually get excited until, like, they got enough runs ahead to be like, okay, they're not going to give this up now. It was almost like, I don't know, beaten dog syndrome, where I don't want to get excited because the night before, I stayed up till 3.30 getting excited over different silly things and then they lost so i was just so like uh, what's gonna happen oh no yeah, i was gonna say you were pretty negative about the sock yesterday morning on twitter there timsky uh, i was i was not in a good place oh my gosh i was not in a good place and then like when the the dodgers went up for nothing to in the sixth inning i was like oh my god and then, like, the Red Sox scored three runs in the seventh, and I was just like, all right, it's going to suck even more to lose by one run than it would have to lose by four. Like, this is just, like, crushing me. And then they tied in the next inning, and I was just like, okay, I swear to God. And then they scored, then they, like, scored one run the next inning and to make it 5-4 to go ahead, and I was like, all right. But then they scored four more in the inning to make it nine four and once it got to like that point i was like all right now i can like be excited again otherwise i was just like oh i was that 18 inning game killed me so bad i was ready to like kill ian kinsler kidnap ian kinsler and throw him on a bus to the moon oh my gosh you know, the funny thing is, there aren't too many buses that go to the moon. I was going to say, Tim, you, 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 you know of a bus to the moon? Like, you've been holding that in us. That's pretty fucking cool. I was banking on Elon Musk hooking me up. <laughs> wow. Um... You know, that's true. You know, that's true. That, for a tech bro who's been an awfully long time without accidentally reinventing a city bus. Um <laughs> Oh my gosh. He'd basically have like a Bill Buckner type moment and I thought like, oh my gosh, this can't happen. Why don't what why don't 
we talk about this bus to the moon, I'm really tr- intrigued by this concept now. Who else would we throw on a bus to the moon? Borovetsky. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, Jeff's right. We should purposely mispronounce his name, Borowiecki. <laughs> okay, I wasn't. I wasn't trying to mispronounce it that badly. I genuinely <laughs> thought it was Borowiecki. So okay. Yeah. Well, Boris over there. He, send him to the moon. Um. um how about how about Jameis Winston? Do you want to send him to? Oh my God! I I, don't, I want to send him to Saturn's moon, not ours. Holy shit! Wow, Saturn's moon. I didn't. Do we have a bus going there too? Do you know how long that's going to take? It's going to take a long time. And which moon? Saturn's got a fuck ton of moons, like twenty two oh, of them. Oh, I think they've got even more than that. Let, let me look the it up. The furthest one away. The furthest one away. <laughs> they all orbit the same planet, so that's, that's just that, that's going to depend on where they are in their rotate in their revolution around their planet, which of course also is going to contend on the Saturn's revolution around the sun as well as ours. There's a lot of factors here too. There's going to be some map involved. Oh my God. It was the third result on Cougar, uh, on Google. (laughs) Wow. It was was the third result on Google. Um, it has 62 confirmed moons. It's a fucking lot of moons. I'm going to go with moon 61. Is where he's going. You're going to land that bus on a rock that's probably not much larger than the bus, huh? That's <laughs> what he deserves. <laughs> Here are things to know about Saturn. It's a colossal planet. Nine Earths side by side would also span Saturn's diameter. That doesn't include Saturn's rings. Two, in dim light. Saturn is the sixth planet from our sun, a star, and orbits at a distance of about 886 million miles, 1.4 billion kilometers, from the sun. Three, short day, long year. Saturn takes about 10.7 hours, no one knows precisely, to rotate on its axis once a Saturn day, and 29 Earth years to orbit the sun. Four, it's a gas giant. Saturn is a gas giant and therefore does not have a solid surface like Earth's, but it might have a solid core somewhere in there. 5. Hot air. Saturn's atmosphere is made up mostly of hydrogen in its elemental form and helium. Wow, it's kind of like the sun in that respect. 6. Mini solar system. Saturn has 53 known moons with an additional 9 moons awaiting confirmation of their discovery. That is a total of 62 moons. Seven glorious rings. Saturn has the most spectacular ring system with seven rings and several gaps and divisions between them. Eight rare destination. Few missions have visited Saturn. Pioneer 11 and Voyagers 1 and 2 flew by, but Cassini orbited Saturn 294 times from 2004 to 2017. Nine lifeless behemoth. Saturn cannot support life as we know it. But some of Saturn's moons have conditions that might support life. 10. Add a dash of Earth. About two tons of Saturn's mass came from Earth. The Cassini spacecraft was intentionally vaporized in Saturn's atmosphere in 2017. So that is from the Solar System Exploration site by NASA. Just in case you wanted to know. But now I want to know the names of Saturn's moons because I know some of them. 
Jameis Winston definitely deserves to go to one of the unconfirmed moons. Mm. Oh, of course, Titan. Titan's great. Oh, Phoebe is so beaten up. Oh. <laughs> is that the one with a chunk missing? Uh, yeah, it, it's like um, spheroid, and no, it's 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 it just looks like a med- It looks like an asteroid, honestly. Pandora is also the one. Uh, Pandora has like visible, like like collision craters. Um, it's one that looks like the Death Star because it's got this one crater that's like a third the size of the planet. Yeah, that's that's Pandora. Okay. <laughs> Prometheus, like I can see why some of these are like considered like uh, they're kind of moony, but in that they orbit, but they don't look like moons. Like Prometheus, Pan, Atlas, Tarkek. I don't even know what that is. Um, Methone. Wow. Wow. So anyway, there are a lot of, um, I'll, I'll have to go around on, on my own. Stop doing that stupid phone. Oh my God. Polly deuces. Wow. I, I love these names. Anyway. So Jameis Winston's going to Saturn, the furthest moon out, whatever that is. There's only 16, two moons, 53 confirmed to choose from. Okay. That was fun. We talked about Saturn. <laughs> um, oh come on! There's there are more people that we want to throw in a bus to the moon or something. Could just send the entire like Habs team, just throw them on a bus and send them up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't play ice hockey on Earth. Try playing it on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, then maybe we should, um, you know, I, I just want to say one thing. I did get, um, I got a, a, a dog pick from our friend Russ Hallowell on Facebook. Nice. Yep. He sent me a, a picture of his beagle. I'm going to pull it up. Yep. It's Bentley. I got a picture of Bentley in Bruins gear. Nice. Ta-da! Yes, very happy. So, yes, I get I get puppy pics sometimes. All right, sorry, um, I have to respond to this. I can do, I do have a list of a few main Black Bear greats that played in the NHL because that was something I was told to compile a list of. Oh, yes, Tim, yes, you've made my day. Please share this list with us. All right, so there have been a decent amount of... NHL players that have played at UMaine. Now I pulled out the greats to, that are some of my favorites. Um, no, you don't even have to say that you're, they're your favorites. They are main Black Bear greats, as stated by Tim. We're starting out strong with Bob Beers. Ah, oh, Beersy. So his last year at UMaine was in 1989. So that's starting out strong there. And we got Ben Bishop, who is definitely. We have Chris and Peter Ferraro, who both their last year was in 1994. We have Jimmy Howard. We have Paul Correa, of course. But not only was Paul Correa there, five years later, his brother Steve was also there. So a little bit of a Correa dynasty there. I guess so. We got got Gustav Nyquist. (laughs) We have Garth Snow. 
Garth and... Snow. Garth Snow. You mean the 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 embattled uh, former GM of the Islanders, who was rumored to have a lifetime contract with the Islanders. That's why it was so hard to get rid of him. That Garth Snow. That Garth Snow. And I am ending with the biggest, bestest legend of them all, Eric Weinrich. Oh, he's the biggest of them all. What, oh, please do tell. Well, the reason I say this is his mother was my second grade teacher. Oh! So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was gonna say, Tim, I was trying to figure out how long you were gonna gonna hold off on on Eric Weinrich there. <laughs> yeah, his his mother was my second grade teacher. At the time, Eric was playing for the Blackhawks, and. Uh, of course, he played for a bunch of different teams. He played for the Devils. I think he played for the Whalers. I, he played for the Blackhawks, the Flyers, the Bruins for half a year, uh, Montreal, the Blues, Vancouver, just a bunch of teams. He was in the league for like 20 years. Um, but I met him on a few occasions. He came to the school on a few occasions. And I have a ton of... Eric Weinrich autograph memorabilia because she was my teacher. Um, yeah. And he ended up, pl he p played for the Portland pirates for a little bit. Um, I think he works last. I knew he was working in the Buffalo Sabres, like organization as a scout, hmm. but yeah, that's the best of them all. Why no? <laughs> that was a great list. Thank you, Tim. I'm so glad that you, you uh, put together that list. Yes, I mean, it's the best. I had forgotten about it, even though I had listened to the episode probably a couple times. Thank you for, for remembering, because my brain is not capable of doing that. How did you feel about that list, Jeff? I mean, some of them were actual players. And as opposed to people he just made up on the fly <laughs> <laughs> and of course he's going to be jeremy swayman once he once he gets to the bruins will be added to the list of greats that played at UMaine. excellent uh, did you happen to see the article about ben bishop saying that the advanced stats for goalies are crap <laughs> I saw a link to it. I didn't read it yet, though. His main point is that he's like, okay, well, when I went to look at the information, like, you know, the goalie coach and I, and, and you know, we were, we were looking at the information, actually looking at the goals that they were talking about because they have that video. And he's like, they clipped it too soon. They they actually were saying that some of these things were from these places, but they weren't and all that stuff. So he, he thinks the data is wrong. The data from which they're, they're, they're taking the, uh, the information is wrong uh, or compiling the information from is wrong. And the guy who runs Corsica basically said, well, saying that it's bad, like, uh, uh like, that these advanced stats are, are terrible and bad is a bold stance instead of saying that the data is imperfect. And I was just sitting there like, I understand what you're both saying, but you know, all of this hinges on what information um, there is available to people who are compiling these stats. 
Um, and uh, that the League probably actually has really good data, but they're not sharing it with people. And in fact, you could have better stats and you could make better, like, uh, um, you could... <laughs> You could get more information if the league would actually uh, release the information they have, which they've talked about, like they compile these things, but they don't share them. So that's basically the, the, the gist of the article. You can read it and probably get more out of it. I, I'll admit I got a little bit bored with it. <laughs> yeah, and I've explained some of the more freak out tweets I've seen from some stats people today. Ranting about uh, 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 about how um, uh, systemic errors, it's fine because it averages out over time, which they're probably right about, too. I'm just like, why are you guys fucking freaking out about this right now? <laughs> well, because somebody came out and said something. They, a goalie said, these things suck. It's just the responses were a little, like, even, like, they were even by from people that are usually, you know, pretty even-handed about this stuff, like Steve Birch. And, uh... It was like, why, why are you guys so hot-headed on this matter? Whatever, okay, but now I see why it's up anyway. It's because the stats community is so fucking sensitive. Yeah, they are. Because I, I imagine they spend a lot of time trying to put this stuff together. And they think... Well, I mean, in something. general, too. They just they, 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 they wig out at the slightest provocation of any kind, though, right? This is This is more excusable than normal, but at the same time... Okay, yeah. I think it's easily to say, like, he just doesn't understand what we're doing (laughs) 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 and move on from it. But, I I mean, anybody can just kind of sit there and watch how the goals are. Like, you know, you get to see replays of goals and you can see where where goalies have problems, usually. So for Tuca, you just look at all of October and say, that's the problem. And then, you know, the third, by the the second or third week of November, then it looks different. (laughs) It was a joke. It was a joke. Okay. Let's get back to our podcast. We're not going to talk about Saturn. We've already gone through our our main uh, Black Bear greats. Why don't we talk about what the schedule is for the next week? Okay. Well, um, we start the week off on um, uh, on, on Tuesday, uh, 7 p.m. at Carolina. The um, absolutely on fire, exciting to watch, jumping up and down Carolina uh, Carolina Hurricanes. I'm sure we will hear about Dougie on a continuous stream in the run-up to that game. Uh, it'll be great. In quotation um, marks, great. Yeah, it'll be fantastic. He should be in a museum for this dance. This dance should be in a museum. Fuck you. Were people actually saying that? He can that? go to the moon. The, the, the Carolina Hurricanes Twitter account said, this dance should go in a museum. And it was him doing the floss or whatever. You see, part. this is why teams shouldn't have Twitter accounts. It's, <laughs> like, it's, it's just like that whole Vegas, the Vegas Golden Knights fiasco last year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so anyway, yes. But. Anyway, and then uh, follow that up on Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern um, at Nashville. You used a not sexy voice at all for that one. Like you were I was like, kind of give it. I was kind of fine. Okay, and then on Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern time, Bruins are headed down to Nashville to see Roman Yossi, captain. There you go. 
I'm uh, I'm gonna save you talking about the week after right now. Oh, good God! Really? Schedule gods? Why would you do this? Uh oh. Playing Dougie's team one week and then Tyler and Sagan's team the next week. Oh. Yeah, that they suck. The I, you jerks. Um, Roman Yossi though way sexier than uh, Tyler Sagan. Although, if you had to go Tyler Sagan and Dougie Hamilton, let's just. No, I don't want Dougie to do Hamilton. Uh, Mike, yeah, when you make that comparison, Dougie is a uh, derpy Hamilton. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. At least he doesn't have a personality. <laughs> <laughs> Did Tyler Sagan uh, make fun of uh, Jamie Ben for the? You know, I don't think ever publicly. Oh, okay, damn it. That's. That would have been funny. <laughs> Publicly. <laughs> I'm such a child. That's okay. We all are. Oh, you know what, guys? I forgot how I was going to open the show today because I got caught up in my illness and everybody else's malaise as well. I, I rethought this whole den mother thing. All I took better part of three or so years. I've rethought it. Do you want to hear about it? Please go on. Okay. I was on a walk with Vegas, which is when I do my best uh, thinking. Right? It's just, I love our morning walks. I like it to be quiet. We're we're in a park that's like surrounded by woods. It's just, it's peaceful and I can think and open up my mind a little bit. And I thought about how my friend the other week said, oh, like you're the den mother. Now, when you guys said I was like the den mother, what I pictured was wearing like awful polyester um, suits with like little kerchiefs and yellow. Everything's yellow. Like yellow polyester is like bad. Right. So I'm thinking like that's what it is. Right. But now I've realized that I can be the den mother. Like, I am the mother of bears. <laughs> You're my little bear cubs. I am the mother, and I am a bear. I am the den mother. Do I need to sound more menacing than that? No, 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 you're not. Always a vote of confidence from you. Where are you going next week? Fredericton. I'm going to No Funswick. <laughs> that's not what we're gonna say anyway <laughs> oh god <sighs> anyway okay i'm the den mother yeah i just i wanted to say that it took me a while to remember that one i did not take any notes this week okay well that it i guess <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Listeners, you've been listening to Barely on Topic. I can't understand why you'd want to, but should you want to find us, you can find us on uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Or even the ones that are barely adequate, like ourselves. You, <laughs> you can, uh, you can reach us on. Um, uh, 
uh, on Twitter. Uh, that would be at Barely on Topic or on Facebook at Barely on Topic Podcast. Or if you really are a masochist, our private Twitter accounts. I am, of course, Dr. Hand Grenade. I am at Tim A. Richardson. And I am at the Den Mother. No, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on. I'm at the bus to the moon. (laughs) Uh, I'm at VA from RA. That's much less exciting. Yeah. Um, Let's, uh, Tim. Word. (laughs) 